We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Straight up to my face. I've been down so long, it look like... Back rolling on the Gabe Clint Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. I don't know how he keeps carving out time, especially with all this free agency news, but he keeps doing it. And that's Keith Smith. That Keith Smith NBA contributor spot track in front office show. He may be do. I may have to send a edible arrangement or something to his house in Orlando. But he joins now. Keith, how's it going? It's going well. I'm uh, yeah. I'm, I'm doing this while simultaneously packing to uh, jump on a plane in the summer league tomorrow morning. Rock on, rock on. That should be exciting. That should be fun. That should yeah. be fun. What, what, yeah, it always is. What were you? Uh, did you did you get to? I know we had all the free agency mumbo jumbo and you you're probably keeping up with contracts and everything else but did you get to get a little bit of time away from uh the devices and everything else uh over the uh july 4th weekend well some of it was forced time away due, yes. due to uh being rate limited or whatever we're calling that but yeah no a little <laughs> bit of time i stepped away i uh, you know caught up on a little bit of tv shows and we had a little barbecue and and hung out so yeah it was a good time all around so rate limit exceeded I, I know that, that that those words are etched in my brain now from Elon over the weekend. Yep. That was yeah. strange. Yep, there we are. Yeah, yeah and, it's time. and I saw no Shams. One. Shams put this out on his uh, Instagram: nineteen hours and one minute a day over his over his weekend uh, 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 covering free agency. Are you? Are the? Is that your screen time? Are you around there with your numbers? No, not even close <laughs> in screen time. I, I might be uh, pushing that in uh, lack of sleep time, but no, I, I don't. I don't sit uh, on the phone and on my screen like that. That level. That is not a life I choose to live. Now, before we uh, before we hop into like the the really big sort of news with Dame and everything else, I guess James Harden, uh, some of the signings we saw, max extensions. Um, over the weekend, I do want to ask you about this uh, Derek Rose to Memphis signing. I, it was for the, uh, I think it's a, a vet minimum over two years, um, but it's a vet minimum for uh, players that have ten plus ten plus years of NBA experience. What like what do you make of that signing? I, I, I find it useful in every way besides on the court. And I guess I guess still there could be something to unlock there, but Derrick Rose is over the hill. He's going to be 35. I, I can't imagine he'd be a massive help except for those first 25 games of the year when Jaws out. Um, but it feels like off the floor is why this signing was made. Yeah, we um, haven't uh, seen Derrick Rose play meaningful minutes in a couple of seasons now. He, he he was a guy whose career obviously had a whole bunch of ups and downs with injuries and off the court, you know, issues that weren't great and, you know, other things. But on the court, one of the things he did, which was pretty cool to see because it's pretty rare, is he basically reinvented himself and said, all right, I'm not going to be a 35, 40-minute-a-night starter anymore. I will be, you know, 
embracing this 20-minute-night six-man role, and, and he really excelled in that for a few seasons, and we saw it step up. Now, that might still be in there, you know, somewhere, where he may have that after, especially last year, he didn't play very much, so he should be coming in, you know, fully fresh and ready to go, but my guess is this is a get-by type of signing, like, well, let's get by for the first 25 games while John Morant is out. We needed somebody else in the backcourt, and we're, we feel like this is a guy who maybe can give us a little something while being kind of a good locker room voice. That's what he's become. And we just get by for, for a little bit, and then we'll we'll readdress and evaluate as the roster comes together uh, around the holiday period. It, it obviously feels like they could have done more, you know, for a, if they were going to fill that last roster spot with somebody who could have been more useful on the floor. But I think, you know, especially the nostalgic part of it, him returning back to Memphis after his University of Memphis days, everybody seems to love that part of it. It's just, it's just an argument at this point about what he will be on the floor, and I don't know if that's why the Grizzlies made this signing ultimately, but we'll see. Now, Desmond Bain got five years, $207 million. I know you did your victory lap because you said you were on this, what, a year ago that he was going to get a max extension? <laughs> it wasn't quite a year ago, but I, I wrote prior to free agency, one of the things I do is I go through all the uh, rookie scale guys that are eligible for the extensions, and I predict what I think is going to happen, and I, I put out there that I thought Desmond Bain was going to get a max deal, and a lot of people came back and like, that's insane, there's no way, and that's not going to happen, and I'll Ultimately, that is what happened. Why is the reaction the way it is? Just because he hasn't made an all-star game? It feels like there's a lot of people uh, around the NBA, maybe not in Grizzly circles. I see a lot of people in Grizzly circles saying, you know, you have to keep that talent when you have him in a small market. And he's been nearly a 50-40-90 guy for two years running, 18 points per game two years ago, 21 points per game last year. But why, why do you think we see the reaction we see uh, talking about it being an overpay? Yeah, what I tell people is go look at his career arc and take a look at it compared to Devin Booker's, and you're going to see, huh, pretty interesting numbers uh, there. Now, Devin Booker has become a, you know, all-star, all-NBA level guy, and, you know, we'll see if that's to come with Desmond Bain, but I think that's part of it is I think people say, yeah, you know, he hasn't made an all-star team, and that's John Morant's team, and now he's going to make more money than John Morant is, and that's just the reality of the way the salary cap works. As it, it goes up, there's more money to be made, but, you know, he is a, as you said, wonderful shooter, Really good score, better than people realize playmaker, really solid defender, fits in perfectly with Morant and Jackson. So absolutely, he should be getting a full max deal, and, and the Grizzlies did well to get him signed for that. Now, um, I've been waiting for the details from this Dylan Brooks sign-in trade. When, when are we going to get those details, Keith? Uh, maybe tomorrow? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, nothing can go official uh, outside of minimum signings and rookie signings until tomorrow afternoon Eastern. Uh, that's when the moratorium lifts, so we'll start seeing a lot of these deals get, get filtered in here, and it seems like the Rockets and Grizzlies and maybe two, three other teams are going to tie together and do a pretty big uh, you know, trade where there's a lot of pieces moving around in, a, in across a bunch of uh, uh, you know, teams, so I think that's going to be really interesting uh, to see you know from that standpoint of you know where are we going to see all these these uh you know things land out on this and i think mostly what we know is it seems like memphis is getting uh, uh josh christopher from the rockets and dylan brooks will go out and that seems to be the extent of where we're at as far as the grizzly side of this trade but it's going to be fun to watch that all come together here uh, in the next day or so well, what are your thoughts on dylan brooks and the potential contract we're talking about four years 80 million dollars 20 million dollars a year when people were trying to get him to learn mandarin and people were trying to give him the vet minimum what, what is that is that contract sort of on par with what he's worth in the nba or maybe a little bit bit of an overpay 
it's a little bit of an overpay. All the people were saying, you know, good luck in China and all <laughs> right. that. That was all dumb. And I know some were saying it in jest, but there were definitely people saying it for real. They were like, this guy's never going to play in the league again after, you know, how it ended with Memphis. And it just wasn't true. He's an all-defense level player. That alone was going to get him at, at a minimum a mid-level contract. And then I know we all have certain feelings about his the way he sometimes plays offensively. And the term I've uh, come to start use with Dylan Brooks is he just got a little big for his britches, right? Yep. And that's you know something my grandmother, you know, if she was still alive, she would say all the time about you know people is you, know, you got too big for your britches, and now look what happened. And you know, for me with Dylan Brooks, it is this is a gave an overpay from the Rockets. But under the new CBA, you really have to spend up to the salary floor. Um, otherwise, there's all these issues that it's going to cause you uh, if you don't beyond just paying the guys on your roster. So the Rockets are in a position where they can afford to pay him a little bit more. And it sounds like they're going to front load that contract and it'll be a descending deal. So by the time it wraps up, it'll be fine. But they're trying to introduce defense and guys who have been around, been there, done that uh, for a number of years into that very, very young team. And that's what they're hoping to get out of Dylan Brooks. Do you find the the Dylan Brooks, and obviously they signed Fred Van Vliet to a max extension worth $130 million over three years. Do you find it strange, though, that they're going this direction? Like, considering they, they've tried the youth movement, it didn't quite work out, they bring in Ime Udoka, and, like, even with these two guys in the fold, I, I, they're not competing for much. The way I put it, Keith, was I think they're a dark horse play-in team. You know, a dark horse 8-9-10 seed in the Western Conference. But I, I don't know, should you be paying the premium to guys to, to only put yourself on that level? Yeah, I think the challenge is it was pretty bad the last couple of years, and there was not a sign of, all right, you know, all these guys are stepping forward the way we're really excited to see them step forward. It was more of a, wow, this is a mess, and I don't know that I see this getting that much better. Uh, very quickly. And that, that's a problem, right? You you want to be in a place where, all right, this is going to get better here. And I think they were done playing games where it is, you know, all right, we're down 20 and we're throwing balls 10 rows deep <laughs> into the seats and, you know, all these things that happen. So what, what they're trying to do now is even if their record isn't, you know, demonstrably better, it's going to be better. And what their idea is, hey, get a couple of these vets in here who can teach these kids, all right, hey, here's why we don't rush when we have a five-point lead with a minute to go. You know, we, we don't need to run down the floor and try to get the first shot up, you know, within five seconds of the shot clock starting and those kind of things. That's that's where adding those guys is going to help. And again, like I said, you got to spend on the floor. They had $60 million in cap space. So they had to spend about $50 million of it. So, you know, spending it on a couple guys is not the, you know, in uh, Van Vliet and Brooks is not the end of the world. This is a slight bet on their youth, though, the youth that they've brought in the past couple years, right? Jabari Smith Jr., Amen Thompson, Alper and Shingun. There's a, there's a slight bet there from the Rockets' side. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and you're hoping, you know, those guys you mentioned, plus Jalen Green, are all going to be, you know, they're they're going to be lifted by bringing in these vets, and they're going to help you uh, step forward. And you know, having the vets around will help them be that much better as players. You know, what something like Van Bleet's going to do is, hey, uh, we can't go 12 straight possessions without Jabari Smith or Alperin Shingun touching it because right. Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green dribbled out the clock and launched a 30-footer. <laughs> right? It's going to be no. We got to get those guys involved. Let's make sure we do that. And and you're going to see a much more kind of 
basketball team that just makes more sense um, over the years. Now, what this also says, though, is they traded two guys they just drafted in the last couple years, Anusman Garuba and Ty Ty Washington, in the first round. They traded K.J. Martin, a young player who's blossomed into becoming a pretty good player with them. And what you're seeing is this is when you, you know, kind of blow it up and start over and you have 100 draft picks. It sounds great until you can't roster everybody, yep. right? And then you run into, all right, we're going to start trading some guys. We're going to start moving some guys. And, and then you're going to see some teams potentially start thinking those things through differently as far as, you know, not every trade needs to be about getting, you know, well, I got eight draft picks out of you, so, you know, let's move it forward this way. It's going to be a little bit more about, all right, we got to create some balance. And you may see teams lean into creating that balance earlier than they have in previous years. Talking with Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Around the league, something that, like, I guess there's some teams that got marginally better with the moves they've made so far this offseason. And I guess the Suns could have gotten way better, depending on how it all works with Bradley Beal uh, in the fold there with, with Kevin Durant and Brad, uh, and uh, uh, Devin Booker. Um, but something, it just doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of teams throughout free agency in this offseason that have made themselves that much better. Who are the teams you think have, have sort of nailed it, though, throughout the process? Yeah, I think Boston is different but better with Porzingis and instead of Smart. I think Memphis is better with Smart instead of Dylan Brooks. I think you know that there there are two teams that were near the top of their conference that are both going to be better. I think um, you know we'll see with the Warriors. We'll we'll see what Chris Paul uh, brings to them and what the subtraction of Jordan Poole means. But there's potential there. I think the Suns got better even if the fit of Bradley Beal is weird. And I know these are ones that all kind of happened, you know, weeks ago as far as being reportedly agreed to. But, you know, that's just kind of how it works. It all folds in together. And then in free agency, you know, free agency is no longer the game of, all right, we've got everybody lining up because these guys are going to be free agents like LeBron, where it was, you know, two years in a row of teams, you know, well, I can't spend any money because i got to be ready to make my pitch to LeBron in two years. Like, that's, that, that's not what free agency is anymore. It's about kind of targeting, you know, filling holes and getting guys paid that, you know, couldn't get paid through other avenues and the like. So that that's really what it's kind of turned into. So I, I think, you know, we're in a spot where we're going to see, you know, the this this play out a little bit more because obviously we're waiting on the Damian Lillard trade yep. and the James Harden trade, and then we'll have a much better idea of where everybody stands, you know, in relation to you know the top teams in the league. It feels like Shams is leading the Suns hype train with some of their uh, some of the the roster moves they've made, like Yuta Watanabe. And granted, like uh, most of these guys shoot over thirty five percent from three, and that's valuable in today's NBA. But uh, should there be any type of hype train for the Yuta Watanabe's, Eric Gordon's, Damian Lee, Kata Bates, Diop? Do you like how they have filled out their roster outside of their, their starting five? I do, given that they had very little to work with, right? They, they, that was all they had was minimum contracts. They didn't have the $5 million taxpayer uh, mid-level to spend. It was minimum deals or, you know, a trade. And by all accounts, they tried to trade DeAndre Ayton, haven't been able to find a suitor. So they went forward with, all right, let's start, you know, filling our needs with getting guys. And their whole idea seems to be, let's add shooting around this core group. Uh, Let's make sure we get a couple guys with size. Drew Eubanks, to me, is one of the more underrated guys at the center spot. Really good finisher around the rim. A really good shot block. 
Walker. He, he's pretty good. Keita Bates-Dioff is coming off two really strong years uh, with the Spurs. Just nobody was watching because right. the Spurs weren't very good. So, you know, no, nobody really noticed, you know, how good he was. Utah Watanabe is, you know, we're, we're, you know, if people remember from his Memphis time, we're just like, man, this dude just is running all over the place and diving and, you know, doing all the crazy stuff, you know, making the crazy hustle plays. Um, he's become a really good shooter. Now, a very you know, consistent knockdown shooter, and all the hustle plays are still there. And then getting Eric Gordon you know, late in the game like they did to basically say, hey, come in and be a designated kind of shooter for us off our bench, I think they've done quite well with filling out their roster. Now, even with what the Suns were able to do, because they had to sign a whole bunch of people, I, th- I thought they did all right. I think the hype train's a little more than what it should be. I feel like in the Western Conference, when you just sort of look up and down and, and, and the pieces that were sort of moving around, it feels like the Lakers did a damn good job. Torian Prince at $4.5 million for one year. Gabe Vincent, uh, although I, I think there is a good point to be made about Heat players outside of that Heat culture. We'll see what happens there. They get D'Angelo Russell for not all that much money. It feels like the Lakers are that team that I look at sort of heavily um, just coming off a Western Conference Finals appearance who made themselves maybe not super demonstrably better, but definitely I think they have a marginally better roster than it was a, a year ago. Yeah, they, they've done a really nice job with, with their depth. I think Gabe Vincent, even if we you know take out you know a little bit of the heat tax there and say, all right, he's going to be a little bit less, Still a good player, probably an upgrade on Dennis Schroeder. Uh, they retained the guys they needed to. So Austin Reeves, they, they guaranteed yep. Jared Vanderbilt, right? They, they kept D'Angelo Russell. They did a really nice job on those contracts for all those guys. And then, you know, like you said, getting Torrey and Prince, that's another just nice forward piece to be able to put in the mix uh, with Rui Hachimura, who they also re-signed. And, yeah, they, 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 they probably need one more big in the mm-hmm. mix. Just, you know, one, one more guy is a real center uh, there. But they'll, they'll kind of slow play that a little bit and see you know what what you know makes itself available to them here over the next let's call it two three weeks as free agency really wraps up towards the end of july and then they'll kind of see what does it look like in training camp but they've got trade options going into this year if you compare where they are this year compared to where they were a year ago it's night and day i mean this is just a completely rebuilt roster around james and davis that makes a lot more sense um so with the big names that have to be traded here soon with james harden and, and dame lillard it feels like and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Dame Lillard to the Heat and uh, James Harden to the Clippers is sort of the natural progression of things. Um, is there anybody else? Really, is that the only thing that makes sense to you at the given moment with those two stars? Yeah, I mean, we're gonna see. You know, it seems like the Trailblazers have dug their heels in and said. We have no problem with trading you to the Heat, but we're not trading you to the Heat with what they can send us. So they're going to have to find a way to find a third team that really likes Tyler Hero and says, hey, we'll give assets for Tyler Hero that can then be rerouted to Portland instead of to Miami. And then Miami can beef up their trade offer that way because so far, you know, Portland is saying, nope, not happening. You know, we're not going to do it unless you can get to a point where, you know, a deal makes sense for us. And we'll see, you know, now everybody's going to be together starting, you know, in the next couple of days in Las Vegas. You're going to have all 30 teams. The agents are all going to be there. And that's generally if things are kind of stuck, you'll start to see things start moving a little bit because you'll have those face-to-face conversations. It's very easy to, you know, all right, let's get the third guys in here. Let's talk about it and figure it out. My guess is Portland comes down a little bit. 
Miami finds a way to come up a little bit, and that'll get done, and it'll get sent to Miami. As for James Harden, I mean, if the Clippers wanted him, I feel like the Clippers could have already done it and got the deal done. So it sounds like they're probably saying, yeah, we wouldn't mind, but, you know, we're not giving you a King's ransom for James Harden at this point in his career. And that's, you know, going to be another one that may drag out for a little bit. And now we're getting some reports of, you know, Philly's trying to get Harden to understand, hey, uh, we, you know, we may not be able to make the deal that makes sense. We may need you back in here in Philly, and let's try to, you know, get excited about being back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But that's not going to work. We've seen that twice. What happened with him in both Houston and in Brooklyn when he didn't want to be in a situation and it was, you know, basically the worst basketball I've ever seen played in my life almost. Of, you know, got chubby. So let's <laughs> yeah. not go that direction. Got chubby in Houston. <laughs> And said, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah I mean, get me out of here, please. The floor and, yeah, I mean, just didn't want to be there and couldn't have made it more clear. Yeah. Now, obviously, with, with James Harden, the contract's not crazy. Like, it's $35 million because of how they, how they made it happen last offseason. $35 million for one year. Obviously, he's an unrestricted free agent no matter what. So if the Clippers were to go get him, I don't know if the price tag's like I, – I don't know if it weighs on them that much. It's about the return and who they're giving up for him. With Dame – yeah, the the Trailblazers want maximum value, but that contract's insane, right? Like I, his thirty five and thirty six year old seasons, he'll be owed sixty million plus. Sure, yeah, I mean it is, but if you're Portland, your feeling is that's not our problem anymore, right? That it's, if you want him, like we think this is an All NBA level guy here, right? Right now, probably will be for the next couple of seasons at least, and then. We were we were prepared and ready to figure that out ourselves. Now you need to be prepared and ready to figure that out yourselves. You know, in those last couple of years. But I think you know, for the Trailblazers, you know, there's definitely some teams that around the league that are very quiet. You know, a little polite golf clap yeah. in the direction of the Trailblazers and saying, "Hey, good for you for not immediately bowing to exactly you know what the player wants." And you know, they they openly said, "We're going to work with him. Work with him doesn't mean you know we're going to give you exactly what you want if it doesn't make sense for." Us. So they're, they're going to hang out on this for, for a little while. And then we'll see, you know, which side gets more desperate, right? Because no one wants this to go into training camp with them still on the trailblazers. Cause that just becomes a super messy, awkward situation for everybody involved. I, I, I also think the blazers in a lot of ways, yeah, they may be getting that golf clap, but that front office here last year or two years ago should have probably uh, tried to tried to end this whole thing because now they signed Jeremy Grant to five years, 160 million, which I think is a massive, massive overpay in a lot of ways. But they signed him to that. And now Dame asks out. It's just it feels like a somewhat of a nightmare scenario for them. Ultimately, do you view it that way? Yeah, I mean a little bit. I think you know if you're Portland, you're you tried to do best by by your franchise player, right? It had been a decade. You were trying to make it work even two years ago, right? You were like, all right, you know, we think we got a plan here. We think we can, can you know, try to get, get us into a spot where we can – 
get right back to where we were. I mean, they were there a couple of years ago. They were coming off a Western Conference Finals appearance. Now yep. it's a little fortunate that they made it that far, but we've seen multiple teams buy into. All right, we made it that far. We're ready to you know stick at that level, and then something happens and they don't. And you know now now we're kind of in this spot where all right, they, they they're not at that level anymore, and it, it's tough. You know, but the best thing you can do is. Or he gets the worst thing you could do is make a bad deal just to make a deal. So, you know, you want to kind of hold out to try to rebalance things, get it to a better place as best you can uh, moving forward. Great stuff, Keith, as always. Have fun in Salt Lake. I appreciate it. No, no, Las Vegas. Oh, you're going to Vegas. (laughs) Sorry, 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 sorry. Apologies. Apologies. So you get to see Wimby. You get to see Wimby in his his first action. That'll be fun. That'll yeah, be fun we'll stuff. be there Friday night. Yep, front, yes. front and center watch. Yep. Yes, sir. We'll have fun in Vegas. Appreciate you. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Keith Smith headed to Vegas here relatively soon from Spot Track Front Office Show at Keith Smith NBA on Twitter. Carving out some time when he doesn't have a lot of time. So definitely, uh, again, I, I might have to send that edible arrangement to where he's at in Orlando. Um, now, Javon Quinterly. Javon Quinterly transfer from Alabama. He'll be a six year guy. Um, he is on campus here at the University of Memphis, and the University of Memphis is looking for a point guard. So let's uh, let's open a dialogue. Let's talk about it on the other side right here on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. This is Gary Parrish reminding you about Danny Morrison Roofing Professionals. They're a local, family-owned and operated business serving the Mid-South's residential and commercial roofing needs since 2010. It's the home of the free roof. You really can get a new roof with no cost to you. Most roofing jobs, they can be done in one day, so this isn't some lengthy process. Just call Danny at 901-870-0186. It's Danny Morrison Roofing, a proud supporter of the University of Memphis Athletic Department. Danny Morrison Roofing, 901-870-0186. We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. But we don't speak Spanish. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. Babbel's conversational method teaches you real life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Estoy muy emocionado para ir a España contigo. Aww. He just said, I'm very excited to go to Spain with you. Vamos a tener mucha diversión. And that means we're going to have so much fun. <laughs> sí. Gracias, Babel. Babel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babel for free at Babel.com. Just go to Babel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. It's the first day of the first grade. And she found a new best friend It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon You wish would never end The homemade taste of Bluebell And good friends gathered round The good old days are being made right now Wake up your taste buds with Bluebell Java Jolt A delicious pint of coffee ice cream With dark chocolate-flavored chunks and a decadent coffee fudge swirl. It's the jolt you need to perk up your day. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. 
sell half gallons and 12 pack cups, $5.99 each at all Kroger's when you buy two, or $7.99 with your shopper card through July 4th. If you're hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. Paid spokesperson. Action Matters is responsible for the content of this ad. Toxic water at Camp Lejeune has caused pain, suffering, and death for tens of thousands of dedicated Americans and their families. If you're a current or former Marine, dependent of a Marine, or civilian who worked at Camp Lejeune at any time from 1953 to 1987, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call 800-691-1343 now to see if you qualify. Studies have found the water at Camp Lejeune was contaminated with toxic chemicals causing serious health conditions such as bladder, breast or kidney cancer, Parkinson's, leukemia, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, as well as miscarriages, infertility issues, and certain birth defects. A new law was signed, allowing anyone that spent time at the base to seek the justice and compensation they deserve. Billions have been set aside by the government to compensate victims. All Marines, dependents, and civilian workers who spent time at Camp Lejeune anytime from 1953 to 1987 and developed a serious health condition, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation, even if you were denied a disability claim in the past. Call 800-691-1343 now to see if you qualify. Hurry, time is limited. Call 800-691-1343. 800-691-1343. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with things I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellis, I've learned there's an advanced form of the disease called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, straight lines seem wavy, like when looking at a doorframe. For others, blurry or missing spots can make it hard to read or see loved ones' faces. Many have trouble seeing in low light, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you've been diagnosed with AMD and notice vision changes, don't wait. Talk to your eye doctor about GA today. Learn more at gawontwait.com. That's gawontwait.com. Whatever you do, don't buy an engagement ring or any piece of diamond jewelry until you discover the all-new Genesis Diamonds. Now open in Poplar Commons. Genesis Diamonds. This is no ordinary jewelry store. It's a global diamond powerhouse started by former diamond wholesalers with rock-bottom prices on exquisite hand-selected diamonds and a selection that's up to 30 times other stores. They've been bringing price relief to Nashville, Louisville, and Cincinnati for years. Voted best jewelry store 13 years in a row. Now, they're here. Genesis Diamonds guarantees to beat the price of any diamond you find at any other local jeweler. Period. Any size, any shape. Plus, at Genesis, you have access to the most sought-after ring designers in the world. Names like Faraggio, Henry Dossi, Simon G, and many more. All this plus a stunning showroom, unbeatable warranties and guarantees, a no-holes-barred diamond education, no commission salespeople, and free service for life on any purchase. Genesis Diamonds, a true game-changer in jewelry shopping. Now open in Poplar Commons. Genesis Diamonds, official jeweler of the Tennessee Titans.
Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Oxbow is a family-owned and operated retail store here in Memphis that's been making waves for over a decade. Sits conveniently there in East Memphis. 964 June Road, off Poplar on June Road, behind the Amico Station. It's very easy to find, and it's a two-story storefront retail store. You're going to love it. Go in. They make you at home. You're, you can find some clothes. You can find vintage vinyl. Uh, they they have sports memorabilia, hunting outdoor gear for the adventurous souls. What I want to point you in the direction of, though, right this second, we're 34 days away from our tournament, golf tournament here in Memphis. They have the Hush Y'all collection. Hats, shirts, uh, polos. For your liking. You're not going to find those anywhere else. It's an ode to our tournament here in Memphis. Make sure you get over. Uh, but they also have the, the Memphis-themed gifts and tees. We're about to talk Tigers here in just a second. They have all the Tigers gear you could potentially want. I mean, again, polos, shirts, button-downs, whatever you want as far as Tigers is concerned. They have it there as well as your SEC favorites, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas. You name it, they have it. But make sure you check out. And all, I mean, you can get it in the Memphis Tigers, the Alabama, whatever you want. You can get that Genteel gear, gear, that Genteel apparel. Very breathable, good for golfing alongside the Free Fly. Very good brands. Um, but other summer brands, Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Mizzenman, get over there, find that outfit that you want, and go grab it. Things you can't find anywhere else. And also, if you're not trying to get over to 964 June Road, which is off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station, go to shopoxpo.com. Shopoxpo.com. And when you go to check out, you can ship it anywhere in the U.S. of A, by the way. But when you go to check out at shopoxpo.com, put in my promo code, The Gabe Show, all caps, one word, G A B E, The Gabe Show. You get 20% off that online order. I try to give back, they try to give back. Go to shopoxpo.com, put in that promo code, The Gabe Show, for 20% off. Now, whether you're searching for that perfect outfit, unique gifts, vintage vinyl, sports memorabilia, hunting and outdoor essential, local Oxbow has you covered. Shop local, shop Oxbow, get to their store off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station, 964 June Road, or again, shopoxbow.com. Use my promo code, The Gabe Show, for 20% off. Now, um, real quick, before we get into uh, current Tigers, uh, there's a former Tiger that's lighting it up on Summer League right now. And he's playing right now in the California Classic, um, and that would be Lester Quinones. There's a game going on right now between the Hornets and the Warriors. And Lester had, uh, I, I didn't see the final tally, but way up above 20 points um, in his first summer I think he had 29. Game. He ended up having 29, something like that. He just punched one on top of uh, Brandon Miller's head in transition. Just saw that on, on Twitter. What Lester Quinones, man. Lester Quinones. Lighting the world on fire. I mean, he, he really is going to play himself into a nice contract. With the Warriors, I don't know if he'll get minutes. We know how the 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 wings and you know the 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 perimeter can be. It is it is very hard to crack that rotation for Steve Kerr um, with what they've been able to accomplish over the years. But Lester Quinones is making a hell of a case. He had twenty six. I just looked. Yeah, twenty six. Yeah, man. Jason Smith and I have been on Lester Quinones as an NBA guy since his sophomore year at Memphis. Like both of us have really really enjoyed what, Lester. When we talk about developmental pro- projects or prospects. What's the first thing you ask generally when you want them to crack an NBA rotation? Who can you guard? Yes. Right? He can guard. He's tall, he's long, he's disruptive, and he is tough, right? He'll 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 get up, guard you very, very close. So like that that in itself lent you know, lent himself to being solid at the NBA level. But the offensive punch he's had, 
I mean, he was up over 20 points per game last year. He had a, he had a, four, a couple 40-point performances. Lester Quinones is, I mean, he is right there. And if the Warriors don't make use of him, somebody else will. Somebody else absolutely will. Now, to current Tiger basketball. Javon Quinterly, transfer from Alabama. Um, he was, uh, I mean, started at Villanova, five-star recruit. Uh, redshirted his first year at Bama. Um, and then from there on, uh, he was a starting point guard for two years, reserve point guard with that log jam they had last year of Mark Sears, Jaden Bradley, and Javon Quinterly. Still averaged up above uh, eight points per game, 8.7. Uh, ended uh, with 3.6 assists per game. Really solid player. Very experienced player. Uh, has shot about 35% from three throughout his career. Was 36% last year, I believe, from three. Or 35.7, 36%, we'll call it. Um, but he's on campus today at the University of Memphis, according to John Rothstein. And this is not a surprise. As soon as he got into the portal, most people said Memphis is going to be heavily involved. Now, getting heavily involved, there's probably other, other uh, programs that are in need of a point guard, a table-setting point guard like Javon Quinterly. But Memphis has been at the top of the list. Um, and we know when guys get on campus here at the University of Memphis, he usually gets closed. The godfather does good work. We must say that. Uh, whether they're going to Penny's Nitty Gritty or whatever it may be, getting over to that Lori Walton facility, it usually closes itself out. I feel uh, pretty positive about it. If you're a Tiger fan, I would feel pretty positive about Javon Quinterly ultimately ending up in a Tiger uniform. But to see what Penny has been able to accomplish this late in the game, it's unbelievable. Get Jordan Brown last week. You're waiting on a waiver for DeAndre Williams. And if Javon Quinterly is your table setter, you feel way better about what you have and offense you can create. Caleb Mills, until this point in the offseason, has been the no doubt probably lead guard, ball-in-his-hands guy. And he has ultimately been at Houston and at Florida State an off-ball guy. Scorer that way, 13 points per game, shoots up over 10, uh, 10, 10 field goal attempts per game, but he usually does his damage off ball. Decent defender, whole nine yards. It's not natural to have him on ball as much as the Tigers were going to have him, but if they get Javon Quinterly here, I, I hate to say it. I talked about the front court, and I don't want to get people's hopes up. That's why I say it. I hate to say it, but the front court, potentially of DeAndre Williams, if he gets, gets another year, and Jordan Brown is phenomenal. But when you think about a starting five for this Tigers team, if Javon Quinterly is in the fold and, and DeAndre Williams is in the fold, and I feel positively about both. All the things could spiral. Things could take left turns. We'll, we'll deal with that when we get to it. But if you think about a starting five of Javon Quinterly, Caleb Mills as a transfer, uh, David Jones, who again, John Rothstein, who reported today on, on Javon Quinterly being on campus, he said David Jones could potentially be a, a conference player of the year candidate in the AAC. Then DeAndre Williams and Jordan Brown. That type of starting five is top 15 caliber. It's dogs. That's unbelievable. And I, it's, it's insane to think of the month and a half, two-month turnaround we've seen in the, on the recruiting trail and getting this roster put together. Two months ago, the conversations were completely different. What the hell are they going to do? They don't have a big. They don't have a starting point guard. Where's the offensive punch coming from? They have a bunch of defensive guys. They're going to have to win 65-60 to 60 every game. Now, you look at it, they keep that defensive punch, and if you add all of these guys – that offense will follow as well, and the amount of experience they have is going to lead the way. But the mix of experience and talent that Penny Hardaway is involved in right now, the, this, this could be easily the best roster, easily the best team that has been assembled in the Penny Hardaway era. It's incredibly impressive, and you know, to be honest, I'm very excited now for the Memphis Tigers basketball season. 
if they can add DeAndre Williams to what is already going on here, it will be it would be obscene. It's going to be it, it will probably be his best team that he right. has had from a talent and an experience standpoint. He's always felt like you either had the talent or the experience, but this would feel like the team that puts both together. And I agree with you. This is probably a top 15 team if you're able to get Quinterly and DeAndre the Williams. The pollsters will see it. But even if you can only get one of those guys now, it's still very good. I think it's going to be a top 25 potential team if I, you get one of the I two. also like how much pressure it has taken off of the Mikey Williams situation. Yes. Where it's going to be awesome if he can still come on and he can still be on this team. But now, even if that situation doesn't go your way, you're still okay. And if you're counting scholarships, like it doesn't quite compute if Mikey Williams is going to be on campus. You, I guess you could take Jaden Hardaway off, and if Mikey Williams isn't going to show up, you that could feels keep like the adding answer. on top. And there's, you know, there, there's more scholarships. The scholarship situation seems they seem to be confident about it over at Lori Walton facility, though. I'll say that <laughs> Penny Penny seems confident about having enough scholarships to bring in the amount of talent. Um, that they're that they're thinking about bringing in, but but the the just sort of well-roundedness of what this roster could be should excite the hell out of people. It really should. Um, now, what you still need to pay attention to is okay. We're talking about the starting lineup, what it could be. If that is the case, think about these reserves, man. Think about it. Nick Jordan was a starter at Temple, very productive guy. He would be a a reserve in the front court to give. DeAndre Williams, Jordan Brown, a breather. Uh, TFA Leonard, one of a defensive ace, absolute defensive ace at MTSU, been mocked in the second round for certain NBA mock drafts. Um, he would be a reserve guy. Uh, Jonathan Pierre as a, as a reserve wing. Whatever you want to put him in, whatever slot he can be put into. I mean, he's 6'9", he's got guard skills, ball handling, shot 40% from three at, at D2 Nova Southeastern. Jalen Young was a solid backup for UCF point guard. You could slot him into the into the backcourt and feel good about it. Um, Jaden Hardaway has played some really good minutes, and he'd be down the bench. Like the the well roundedness of okay, yeah, that's starting five. You have the true point. You have a true four. You have a true five. When you look at this this bench, I mean, this would be a a a, a bench as well. You're you're allowing guys by bringing in somebody like Quinterly and DeAndre Williams. Back to this team. To be themselves. Exactly. You are allowing them to play within themselves. You do not have to ask too much of these guys. They are going to give you what you expect from them. And that is so important when you're like, because like you said two months ago, we were like, well, I guess this guy could work out. Like, I guess Mills could work out at point guard, but then this and this. It was a lot of like, well, this could work, but now it's just everybody knows their role. Yep. Everybody knows their job. Go out now, there and hoop. There's still a question about, like, okay, pecking order. You have, you'd have four guys the basically order is the in biggest that. question, yeah. You'd have four guys in the starting lineup I'll potentially. I'll take that problem, though. That, yeah, that have ten, that t- took ten field goal attempts per it's game. It's DeAndre, though, and, right? and also, But DeAndre, I think, would be able to take the – when Imani Bates and Jalen Duran were given sort of the keys to the Ferrari, if you will – that's what it felt ago. like for those first few yes, games. But but given the keys to the whole thing a few years ago, DeAndre took a back seat. DeAndre took a back seat for, for the back half of that year. He only t- he took under 10, 10 field goal attempts per game. He feels like a guy that'll slot in and take whatever role that's expected of him. And, and I think that's good to have with a guy who'll be in his seventh year of of, uh, of collegiate <laughs> basketball. But it's just it, it's to see what is being put together over uh, on campus and, and Penny and – uh, Slick Rick, Andy Borman, Faraji Phillips. It's been damn impressive. And this is late in the game. This is not a normality if you just look at the history of college basketball. But the, the, there's always something to be said about adjustment. 
If you're going to be a coach in this day and age in the, the main sports, college football and college basketball, with the transfer portal, with NIL, you have to be moldable. And this coaching staff, especially Penny Hardaway, has shown they're willing to be moldable. This is way. why you brought Penny Hardaway to Memphis. Yep, 100%. To be able to – when, when the going gets tough, he can do his best work. And we've seen that over the years with him. Now, real quick, um, before we transition into small talk, I do have a pros versus Joes conversation that went, went viral over the weekend. Okay. Um, it has to do with basketball, NBA basketball. Um, Tony Allen's going to make his return to the court. I don't know if you guys got Hell to see yeah. this one. That's fun to see. He's going to be playing for the big three. He's going to be playing for Three's Company. They had a disappointing year last year, though, Three's Company. Um, but the, he will be playing alongside Mario Chalmers. There we go. Michael Beasley, their co-captains on Three's Company. Uh, Brandon Rush. Or no, Brandon Rush and, and Michael Beasley are, are co-camp, co-captains. Um, and then Hollis Thompson, Julian Wright. The coach is Mike Michael Cooper. So, uh, Tony Allen, slider. But know what this kind of signals to me is all of that, all of the legal troubles he's been in the past two years, it feels like he's finally moving away from that. And that's getting behind him. That's all we could hope through the whole process. He's paid all of it back. Uh, obviously defrauded the NBA's healthcare plan. <laughs> Could you imagine being in the big three and getting defended by Tony Allen? Like, are you serious? How old's Tony at this point? Uh, it doesn't matter. Look it up? He's gonna stick to people like glue. It's gonna be so annoying if you're just if you're just going out there. You're like in your forties. Tony's like, forty one. Like, like you're just gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna pick up big three. It's gonna be fun. And then Tony freaking Allen walks out. You're like, are you serious? <laughs> oh, damn, damn. Are you serious? He's screaming first team at me. What's going on here? Well, listen, Three's company need a defensive punch. <laughs> they need they need a defensive they specialist. It. They got it. Shut the water off, baby. We absolutely got it. Now, small talk is on the way. We'll do that on the other side. Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Whiskey lovers, I have the perfect bottle for you. Old Dominic Tennessee Whiskey. Get over there and handle that. We have Bottled in Bond. It's the blue label. We have the regular that is the black label. Make sure you get over and get that old Dominic Tennessee whiskey. It is uh, distilled, arrow, barreled, aged, bottled in Memphis. First time that's been the case since Prohibition. It is Memphis whiskey. It is absolutely Memphis whiskey. It's unto its own. It's available just about uh, everywhere at this point. I mean, we're talking about, uh, obviously, Memphis. Um, but on top of that, uh, you can get it in places in Missouri. You can get it at places in Arkansas, Mississippi. Make sure you go get that. But one thing I do have to point you in the direction of, you need to mark your calendars. July 13th at noon at Old Dominic. They will have limited qualities quantities available, but $80 plus tax to get their first version of their single barrel Old Dominic Tennessee whiskey. First ever. So make sure you get over there. It'll, 80, it'll be $80 plus tax. But all that whiskey is distilled. I mean, uh, maple sugar charcoal distilling so it's great to put in a glass uh neat put it on ice put a little water in it uh, you can mix it in your favorite cocktails i would not suggest doing that with a single barrel. you better break, drink that neat or on the rocks but make sure you go get a bottle but they also have other great products oh go to olddominic.com gin vodka the healing station uh a line that they have old dominic does it well and make sure you make it down to the state-of-the-art distillery they have something for everybody elevated yet relaxed atmosphere 
uh, so you can go to the bar and get a cocktail. You can join them for a tour and tasting that you can book at olddominic.com. And they're also the official spirit of the Memphis Grizzlies. So they have two bar locations inside FedEx Forum that uh, you can go check out. Um, so make sure you make sure you do that. Old Dominic Distillery. Come say hi. It's time. Let's hop into it. Small talk. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show. All right, we've done a pros versus Joes in the past. And this was about Derrick Henry. Out of 100, how many times you could tackle him. And you came on the – your answer was maybe one, but then you'd be concussed severely and you could No, he would have had to knock me out and I'd trip him. Okay. Now, this one is a little more interesting. Um, you are guaranteed 48 minutes in an NBA game. The team you're playing with uh, and against is randomized. So it could be anybody out there. It could be LeBron. It could be Jordan McLaughlin. You, you don't know. Um, but it'll be playoff atmosphere. You get no freebie attempts. You get paid $1 million just to show up if you just show up. Or if you score five points, you get $50 million. If you just show up, you get a million. If you score five points in 48 minutes, you get 50 million. Which one do you want? Free mill or shot at 50? Money. I mean, listen, obviously you take the money up front. I, I don't disagree with that. But five points in 48 minutes can't be that complicated, Game? right? Game. Take a sh- heave a half court shot every Game. time down the floor. No freebies, though. They're going to be on you. They'll be I on mean, you. Not everybody's guarding me like Dylan Brooks hounded me the if whole way up that, the floor. If, they, if an NBA player knows that's, that a Joe's coming in here, and if they score five points, they get 50 mil, you think they're going to let you score? Why not? You think they're going to let you score? Help me out. An Why average Joe? Why can't I get 50? At Why least I, you're 6'4". You're making four. 50, I'm brother. Five, I can ten. make 50. It's different for us. It's different for us. Gabe, I play softball <laughs> in a softball league, and the next day I can barely move my head because I'm so sore. You think my ass is playing See, that's 48 what I'm minutes? I would you think to, I'm playing 48 minutes in an NBA game? I'd have to heave 35-footers the whole time, Pass. Though. Give me the money. I'd have to heave. If I was going to go for the 50, I have to heave 35-footers because I can't deal with somebody guarding me close for 48 minutes. There's no chance. I yeah, would, no thank you. Pass out. Money all day. Put five points in 48 minutes, Connor. Not, I'm just... Why? Do you know how upset I would be if I didn't get to five? I mean, all you have to do is go two for 30 and hit a couple of deep threes. Gabe, I'm 5'10". I'm 5'10". I used to you play at the wreck. You get a shot off, a couple Dude, of shots I used off. to play at the wreck, and former Tigers would come in there every once in a while. I played against Will Coleman. How do you <laughs> think understand. that went for me? I have, how do you I've, think I've that went for me? i played against some ball players before. I understand but that. But you're 6'4". <laughs> and listen, I'm taking the million up front. I'm just saying five points in 48 minutes. Could Money. be potentially doable. Do you know what's even better? You know what else is doable? A mill. If Easy. you can knock down a three, I think five points in fifty in, in forty eight minutes is doable. You just I get just your don't shot even off. Take, I don't even want to take the chance. Shot off. I don't even want to take the chance. But what if you get one clean look and you miss it? That's the th- like how many clean looks are you realistically getting? You have to get at least. Who's two. guarding me? I don't know. I need someone. I need like I need Dame on me where he just doesn't care. I need James Harden not caring. I could say something right now to really drive Grizz Twitter crazy. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Why not? But a certain player on the Grizzlies. Come on, say it. To guard me. Say it. Nah, you, say you can't tease us like that and not say it, Connor. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> All right. Ja? No. No, Ja, no. Ja's too quick. Then who? He might be playing in summer league. Okay. Oh, yeah. You, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Yeah. Give me the money all day. Money yeah. all day. Yeah, he, he might ball tonight, the guy you're talking about, though. We'll see. He might. We'll see. But he might not. He's going to have a tough matchup. 
If Am it, I giving away too much now? Am I telling <laughs> so, on you? I think he told on me a little bit. But even he could probably lock me up. Because he's 6'8". Because he's, he's huge. He's and I'm we're talking about Kenneth Lofton Jr. He's 6'8". Yeah. I'm too. I'm just. I don't I'm, care if he's I not that not, good on the defensive I'm, end. I got, I got long arms, and need, I'm pretty quick. I need someone around. I can hit a three, but I just don't know if I could get enough clean ones off. I need someone around my height that just doesn't care about playing defense. I mean, it would have to be me cherry-picking the whole time, <laughs> but then they're going to leave the guy on me. That's the thing. It's the NBA players, if they would know what's going on, there's no way they're going to let you score. And now that they say playoff atmosphere, did you see what Mikael Bridges said? Score. Yeah, that was the playoff a- atmosphere yeah, immediately yeah, moved me out. Yeah, of any so a million, I'll take my million. Give me the million. Yeah. yeah. What did Mikael Bridges say? He was like, "Good luck." Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what he's 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 damn good at defense. Like, what if you showed up and it was Tony Allen or Dylan Brooks or no, Marcus Smart? Give me Marcus my million Smart. right now. Give yeah. me my million right now. No, thank you. Seriously. Now, um, if it's Jordan Poole, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Still have an hour left in the show. We're going to hop into the Blitz at 6.30. I'll tell you which ESPN analyst says that the Grizzlies are the biggest threat to the Nuggets in the Western Conference. But coming up next, we have some D. Rose talk. We have some Javon Quinterly talk. Jordan Brown talk with my man from Bluff City Media on the podcast with me, on the Bluff Pod. You can find it wherever you get your podcast. That would be Christian Fowler. He's next, 92.9 FM ESPN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.